All right, Hot Grits Podcast Episode 19. Uh, I am Travis Jadon with Spencer Maddox, as always, making his uh, joyful return. The prodigal son has returned, and we're back, baby. And we're back. Uh, yeah, we're talking. We're talking porn, dude. We're talking NASCAR for some reason. A little bit of porn. A little, little bit, bit of porn. A little bit of cars. Um, bats, balls. You know, all the sports stuff. But first, Trav, how you doing, bud? I miss. I miss this. How, yeah, how you it's been? been since. So we're recording this on June twenty seventh. And the last time we were together recording or together in general was June 10th. So by yeah. by math, that's 17 days. And I'm doing the math here. Carry the one. Carry the and, two. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so 17 we, days. We can talk about this now though, right? Yeah. We can talk about whatever we want. I thought you knew the rules to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Consult the rule book. I'll go ahead and say it. I was out day to day with uh, the CV with the Corona. Oh, you were asking if you could talk yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I didn't know how the rules went with your family. Now that you've gotten your negative test. Uh, yeah, so Spencer comes with a positive test. Uh, yeah. Don't see him for that long. Obviously, we do all the responsible stuff. But we had recorded together uh, in early June, obviously. And so that made me go through the hell of what is going to get tested for coronavirus. Um, and I say hell, like the actual process of it was yeah. not that bad it was just an incredibly long wait and then the three or four days after that waiting for the results are absolutely brutal your boy came back negative bless up for that uh so spencer passed the only test in the world that he didn't want to pass yeah uh, and I, of course i was the first one to go down this like, is the first test i've ever failed actually yeah of course i was the one you know i'm coming in hot like right off rip i'm the first person i don't know a single person that's tested positive and then me Boom. And, and now, now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the wood, all the wood we can find. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to give a shout out to Off the Rip to one of our big fans, Mike, Mike, D- Mike yeah. Dubs, Mike Thank- West. Oh, Mike Dub? Mike oh. Dubs. Oh, Mike oh, West. Oh, I ha- thought you were talking about Mike. Happy Anthony. birthday to Mike West. And yeah. Then another Mike, Mike Anthony, uh, known to Georgia Southern fans as Mikey Memory. Uh, he played quarterback in middle school because he was the only one. That can the, remember the play. That can remember the play. That's why. Forevermore, he was. And Mike- that says a lot about middle school football. <laughs> right. And Mikey's memory ability. So, yeah. Mike Anthony, if you're listening, if you're out there, maybe in the middle of your move from Statesboro to Atlanta, good luck with that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for filling in. And also, bro, we got beef. You think you can just take this seat with no repercussions? Absolutely not, dude. Thank you for filling in, though, on a real note. A royal rumble with between Spencer and uh, Mikey memory. But, uh, dude, we got, we got basketball coming up again. Um, Avery Bradley, Trevor Ariza, not going to be there. Do you blame him? Willie Cauley-Stein, another guy. Uh, I mean, like, no, I don't blame him. Uh, Avery Bradley, uh, you know, I don't want to pretend like I know the specifics, but it, it, the cited, the cited issue is his kid and some medical issues with his kid. Uh, not life threatening, but does fit into like, you know, higher risk for coronavirus. Yeah. So Avery Bradley, that makes sense. Whatever, but no, no, I don't think right now. I'm thinking about it, and the NBA is slated to return July 30th and July 31st. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that in just a second. Anybody between now and then that wants to not go, I, you know, I'm gonna look at you a little differently, but it won't be like better or worse. I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna like pretend to. I think Avery Bradley's reason is the best possible reason. But here, to miss this if thing. LeBron, and he's not. Yeah. But if LeBron is upset 
that Bradley is going to miss the playoffs. I don't blame LeBron for being upset because LeBron is invested in the thing and yeah. he's in there with Bradley and it hurts his chances. For me, I'm not going to get mad at a guy when I'm not even in the locker, like a guy that wants to just take care of his family. I'm not going to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? So I don't think any of those players, but I do think that the list will begin growing. Uh, I saw today, Spencer, as we record this on uh, June 27th for June 28th, uh, I saw that uh, last week, so we're recording this on a Saturday, the last calendar week, um, national average positive tests. Okay, not national positives, but all the tests that came back this week. Yeah. 6.3%. Not that's that's about what it's been the whole time. Okay, uh, hovering NBA positives from last week, uh, over 130 tests, decent sample size, 5.1 percent. So right so there, right around national average, which is which is or I, a little under. I, I, yeah, and I know that's, this sounds weird, but that is incredibly comforting from what I can understand to NBA officials and to NBA higher ups. That number has really made them feel pretty confident this weekend. That could, of course, all change. Uh, next week because they're confident this week like we all are in this thing and then next week it changes but for now that national average thing is is important to watch they gave us the nba continues to do right by us they gave us a full schedule game times dates locations teams start end they gave it all to us and now we can like have this whole month to to say uh you know what's going to happen here who's going to you know what if they lose the first three games here? Who's going to be on the national game of the week this week? All that kind of stuff we're going to begin talking about, which is cool. Yes. And when the NBA returns July 30th and 31st, it is a loaded slate of top-notch games. It's awesome. It is, yeah, they, they follow one after the other. And I've never believed more in Pelican's Gate than I do now, though. Did you see that? We talked about that briefly, but did you see that fucking schedule, dude? Yeah. They play one, one game. Of the top four, excuse me, two. They got, uh, I think they got Utah as well. So they got the Clippers and then Utah, and everybody else is a cakewalk. It's like they're trying to get. It really is like they're trying to make sure that they're at least the ninth seed in the West. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think clearly from what the NBA had, to, and if you're, you're interested in the schedule, you, we'll post it um, on our Twitter profile and Instagram, Twitter at Podcast Grits. Uh, you can see all the schedule, all the schedules for each team individualized, including my Celtics. Uh, when, when the NBA did this schedule, it's clear that this wasn't formulaic. This wasn't, they looked at it and they it said, was, who do we want here? Yep. Who do we want? There, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't think there's anything. I'm mad. Wrong with that. I'm mad I about mean, that. Like, what did you want? You wanted them to do it like mathematically? Like, yeah, make try, it as fair as possible. Yeah, but I mean, that's just not going to ever happen. The, the NFL doesn't do that. Yeah. They do that for the teams they play, but they don't do that for who plays on Sunday night football. And he's playing I guess it makes sense. You want to make sure the games are as good as possible, but games are never the the best games are never the ones that you think are going to be the best games anyway. And they're never. I, I don't know. It, that's just not how it works for me in sports. I'll say this: the Pelicans were slated to have the easiest schedule down the stretch. The last fifteen games. Yeah. Maybe that's something to do with it. They're missing out on having the easiest schedule. Yeah, we don't know how they do. Yeah, they don't know and, how so, they and so maybe that's it. something. But here's the thing about the NBA, man. And I don't know if you've talked to anybody. Like, it's not a journalist. I don't know if you've talked to anybody that's not me. I talk to about, non-journalist people sometimes. About, about the NBA, like just the layman fan about the NBA. A lot of people don't want them to come back. Dude. Uh, like a lot of NBA fans don't want them to come back, and I don't get it. Don't want them to come back or don't care? Don't want them – actively do not want them to come back. Why? 
I don't know. I don't get it. I was I was hoping you could shed, shed some light on that. I actually talked to, to Big D's, shout out Big D's, earlier on the phone. Um, uh, your brother-in-law, Chris, says that he actively doesn't want them to come back. He says they're idiots for coming back, playing sports. You know? he, he, so, okay, but he's saying that because of coronavirus. Yes. He says like the seasons should be trash. It should right. Be so th- this is the way I look at it. And this is probably not the correct way to look at it. But you guys won't tell anybody if you're listening, so I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. I look at it like this. I don't get mad when my favorite team pays a guy a hundred million dollars more than what he's worth. Uh, I'm fine with giving him five hundred billion dollars because it's not my money and it's my team. So I want the best thing for me that does not negatively impact yeah. me. The best thing for Chris, the guy, uh, my brother-in-law, who doesn't want the NBA to come back apparently, uh, and the best thing for me is for the NBA to come back so we can watch. If they all get coronavirus, that will still not uh, af- negatively affect me as far as coronavirus goes. I'm not going to be in touch, you know, with uh, Trey Burke, who's coming back for Dallas. Yeah, like, or, or, I don't get it. Or LeBron. it's not like it's going to extend the pandemic. Yes, yeah, so I, I I don't get it. It's not going to extend it. It the fans have nothing to lose by seeing this out. You can say that it has an asterisk on it. That's fine. I don't get not wanting yeah. the NBA to come back. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And if you're if you're not okay with the NBA's plan coming back, and if you're not on board for that, you're not on board for any of it because this plan and the way they've released it, and the way they've marketed it, and the way they've scheduled it, and the way they've handled it, and what they've said has been damn near flawless to date. Uh, they've had no problem. Announcing things, retracting things. We didn't know this was going to happen. I mean, that's, that's what we want. Just, just try, get things scheduled and then go from there. Uh, the MLB finally did that, but the NBA has been doing that uh, yeah. since the beginning. It seems like speaking um, of things that are flawless, uh, the MLB has been everything but correct? yeah, everything I mean, but that. Do we want to move geez. on from, do you want to move on from the NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said enough about the NBA. I'm just ready to see. Dude, I'm ready to see fucking basketball games. Me too. Uh, let me do a couple of housekeeping things real quick for those listening. Opening night again, July 30th, July 31st. Um, each team, eight games. Those game times will range from uh, 12.30 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. Think about this, Spencer. On Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, we will have games at 1 o'clock, um, you know, not every one of these time periods, but these are some of the time periods. Weekday games at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3.30 p.m., 4 p.m., 8 p.m., and 9 p.m. Unbelievable. That's going to be every That's day? That's the kind of thing we were... T- no, no, no. It, it, like, uh, so they'll play the weekday games on okay, okay. Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And then it looks like you'll play either a Sunday... Or Saturday game, depending on if you played Thursday or Friday. Um, and then it looks like almost every Monday is off for everyone, which would only be like two or three total Mondays. Um, but that, but that's how it'll be. And so, uh, most of the games will be shown nationally. Uh, if they're not on ABC, ESPN, or, um, like TNT, third one. Yeah. TNT national, uh, games they will be on nba tv or like if the hawks run it they would be on fox sports yeah south you know what i mean so like 
all these games will pretty much be available to everyone to watch. I mean, uh, you know, you might have to pull some strings, but TNT, ESPN, ABC. I wonder what they're going to do with that joke of the NBA League Pass, dude. <laughs> do they give me my money back? Absolutely not. They'll give you no money back. <laughs> you think every game will be, you know, streamable on the NBA? I hope so. Well, what you do is you hire Tony Clark, the MLB Players Association rep, and what you do is you file a grievance. And you hold me? out, yeah, and you get your money back and, and say you won't watch basketball until then. Let me let me matter. go ahead and say this right now. If I was to ever sue anyone, I'm not winning that lawsuit. It doesn't matter if it's an open and shut case. I just I don't have like a lawsuit winning face. The judge is gonna see me and be like, nah, this kid ain't it. You know, he's 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 not gonna take it easy on me. He's gonna side with the other person. I agree with that. Yeah. Um uh notable games opening night, Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, Celtics. Dallas, Houston, and several, several others. I mean, really good, good quality matchups. Uh, and plus you get the, uh, chosen one Zion. So plenty of action for that. Do you uh, think, do you think those guys, like the top tier teams are going to take these games seriously? I do. Really? I do because I think what's going to happen is they're going to get in this bubble and they're going to be playing their singles ping pong. No doubles allowed in the bubble. Uh, they're going to be having their movie. That was really a thing. Wasn't they're, yeah, they're going to be having their movie nights, uh, and dudes are going to be like, "Holy shit!" If I'm here, like, at some point in time, they're going to realize, "Hey, got just, nothing to do but basketball." But hey, just on the other side of this horizon is a world title. I mean, it's going to feel weird and kind of slow with no yeah. fans at first, but it's going to start becoming pretty real pretty quick. I think that a world title is, is you know, for some of these teams actually within grasp you know what i mean yeah. like it'll probably be one of the best teams that wins yeah but you you've all of a sudden given yourself some sort of shot at, at a title which, which has to invigorate a, a lot of guys and i think especially a lot of the younger guys who haven't been through this kind of stuff it's gonna be so badass dude. yeah this um, gonna be awesome. quickly you got a team that uh long odds maybe like four seed or lower that you could see making a run maybe not to a championship but to a conference title I got one. In, I got one in each conference. That, conference that in, in the West. Uh, I mean, obviously, you'd have to. A lot of things would have to happen. But if yeah, you had to, if you had to pick one, I think I know your team. I'm gonna write it down here before you pick. Okay. And, and I think I know what you're gonna say in the West. I'm gonna say the Pelicans. <sighs> That's your team. Portland. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were gonna say Portland because they They did it just last year. And yeah, that's totally believable. But in the East, in the East, Miami, Miami, maybe boring ass team. But yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't buy them. I see. I see but, the best teams advancing in this thing. But I would say Dallas is a team that I I think is well suited. I love Rick Carlisle in series. You think I like Rick Carlisle in series? Are they fake, bro? Uh, I like yeah. I like teams that you have to I, you have to have a top ten player in the league, in my opinion, to win, no matter what. If you don't, you're out. That's that's the way I picture it. That's why I can't ever take Indiana serious. I can't yet take Toronto serious. At some point, you got to have a start. And then Philly has so much talent, but we've been there before. Like they just don't win anywhere besides Philly, and they're not going to play in but Philly. You, you so, can't, if you cannot shoot the basketball, you cannot win an NBA title. I know, title, but it just period. seems like end of story. And they haven't been good this like that good this year. But they can't shoot the fucking basketball. I still sometimes look at their roster and I'm like, whoa. They will be good at some point, right? Like they have to be good. They have so many good players. They're just built. Who has a better roster, like as far as just talent, attribute points, or on a video game? Philly or Boston? Is it close? 
Just like overall rating? Yeah. If you were ranking them, how many 90s does Philly have? I think Boston's, I think Boston's actually better on paper, but I, I also have, uh, what's his face? Really, really undervalued. You're not undervalued. Uh, low, I'm lower on him than almost everyone else. What, what's his name? Embiid? Blank, uh, Embiid? No, ben no, no, Simmons? No, the power forward. Ben uh, Simmons? No, the power forward guy. The guy that came from, uh, the Clippers. He was on my fantasy team for a little bit this year. I'm Covington? Spacing. No. He's their part of their big three, man. Headband. Shooter. Oh, for Philly? Yeah. Um, oh my god, now I can't think of his name either. You all know who we're talking about here. Well, that's disappointing that we don't yeah. know who it is. Yeah, yeah. But I did bring up Bob Covington. Big shot Bob Covington. Robert Covington, that guy was good. Um, but yeah, Philly and Dallas, I think, would be the, the two teams that I would think might potentially have a shot. Uh, no one out of the West besides... Tobias Clips. Harris, holy shit. Tobias Harris, yeah. Jesus. Nobody out of the West is coming besides the Clips and Lakes, in my opinion, at least. Uh, you good on the NBA? I am. All right, well, let's move on to Major League Baseball. Obviously, these shitbags have finally figured out uh, how to play a season. Off the rip, what on earth did the players win out of all of this? Did they get anything by holding out? They did. They got their full prorated salaries. They would have gotten that three weeks ago. Yeah. So wait, no, no, no. I thought they were still doing the seventy-five percent thing, like the eighty percent thing. The the uh, the NBA or the MLB agreed about halfway through in their counter things yeah. to give them prorated, but then they were the MLB started drastically reducing the games. So we'll pay you seventy-five percent of a hundred games, or we'll pay you one hundred percent of sixty games. Yeah. Remember when I was doing? So the, they weren't moving at the, the two the two thirds or four sixths. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it was bullshit. So again, I ask. If you're the players, there was one thing that you could have always won. The PR and the, and the public perception battle. You could have two weeks ago. You could have done this two months ago, but two weeks ago, you could have accepted the prorated, the full pro, the first full prorated offer. And then you could have looked at the public and said, we don't like this, but we realized we needed to do it. You could have spun it however you like. Now what's happening, the world knows. Manfred has made you come play. If not for Manfred, who we all of a sudden, we all want to hate, if not for him, we wouldn't have baseball. Yeah. He's making them come. So what did the players gain in any of this? I think you're too close to it to see, because that, I don't think that's how it's going to play out long term. I think the general public blames the owners here. I, I do, personally, honestly, like... I still think it's ridiculous. What is Mike Trout making seven million dollars? We said that last time. There's no, there's no way Mike Trout should make seven million dollars when what he brings to the table. The the guy they they should get more money. And since they didn't cave the entire time, and maybe maybe they didn't gain anything by holding out this past two weeks. But since they didn't cave and they got that full prorated salary, at least you don't lose that going into the next CBA, which is next year, correct? That's coming up very short. Following the next following, year. Oh, following next year. So at least you didn't lose that. Yeah. You saved some. Twenty twenty two. But so, it's not a good look for baseball at the, all. I think the the biggest talking points coming out of it were the uh, logistics and the actual rules that are coming out of it. Um, we could spend time talking about how they're going to have sixty man rosters with a thirty man taxi squad. That's a little too inside. Snooze. It's a little too inside Snooze baseball fast, for me. Too. Practically though, 
there are some rule changes that are going to be different. Most notably, the universal DH, um, which you know, I think everyone... That's the most notable. You, I think... I everyone think, will give me credit for that, <laughs> I believe. I think, I think the headline grabber is the extra innings, and that's the smartest thing that... That should have been done a long time ago, in my opinion. These marathon games are a joke. That's not going over well with most baseball people. And, and, oh, I believe what, what I've heard most often is, is what I think too. I don't like it. It's too, it's too, it makes it too different. The 10th inning too different from the ninth inning, which you never want that. But I completely get it and I'm on board for it. For this, for this year? Right. What we cannot have is 60 games. In 60, was it? I think it's 60 games in 69 days. Nice. Uh, and then have 18 inning games sprinkled in. Yeah. Not to mention, everyone's assuming there will be not one rain out this year. The, the, there will never be rain. <laughs> We're all assuming Damn, that. Damn, I didn't even We're think about that. that. Do you um, just can't start canceling games? Mm-mm. So what usually would happen would be if you're not past the fourth and a half inning, fifth inning if the home team's, uh, winning, then, uh, you start the game over. It gets rescheduled later in the year, full slate. Now they will replay that game, but they'll continue no Just matter what pick it from, up, pick where, up from where it was at. Right. And then at, at the, con- at the conclusion of that game, likely would be the start of whatever game was scheduled. What's that the, day? What's the matter with starting with a runner on second during even a full 162? If it's just the regular season, I don't get it. I, well, I think so. You're on the fence. No, I'm 100. I thought this should have been a thing forever ago. Those right. marathon games are boring, and I will. I'm the type of person that I'll stay up until this fucking game is over with. If it's my Braves, I'm watching every second. I want to see this shit get resolved. I get that, but I, I think I can convince you if you'll like allow me a couple of points. If you okay. if you'll allow that, it does make sure that we don't have the 18 games that you don't want. I I'll, I'll concede that. Yes. Would you allow that? It is completely different. The tenth inning now is completely different than the ninth inning. Yes. Uh, to be clear, for anyone that doesn't know, we should have explained the rule. I guess uh, the last out of the previous inning uh, goes to second base to start the tenth inning for both teams, so on and so forth throughout extra innings. Okay. Until it comes to an end. Yeah. If it is the bottom of the ninth, and it's an 0-2 count. Okay. And Ender and Ciarte. Strikes out against the other team's best closer. Okay. And the ball goes to the backstop. He can make it to first. He should not run to first because the chances of him scoring in the bottom ninth against the team's best closer with two outs all the way from first are slim. If you have your team's fastest runner, if he guarantees himself to be the last out, now he's guaranteed this, to start so this on is second. All strategic stuff though, already. That's one. Okay. Second man on second base and no outs in the 10th inning. All of the metrics tell you probably over 162, the best route is to not sacrifice bunt. There will be tons of sacrifice bunts right away. So you're going to go to commercial after the ninth with a tie game and the world will know a sack bunt's coming up. First thing. Okay. And what you might see is that a run gets scored almost every time, but then they still keep going to extra innings. So it's not a guaranteed way to fix it. Another thing is... But you're not going to take the bat out of your best hitter's hands, which is what you want to see. 
I'll, I'll concede that if you concede that it'll be inherently more exciting right off the rip. I think so. Yeah. Baseball is always more exciting when somebody's on base. Exactly. For sure. So it'll be more exciting, one, and we'll get a resolution, and both teams are still playing by the same rules. Is it baseball necessarily? Not really. It's it's kind of like a Mickey Mouse thing. But 162, there's already 162 games. How many do you really go to extras in over the course of a season? 10? 11? Without yeah, the change I mean, that much? Yeah, from 10 to 20. Yeah. I mean, if you play a lot. So... so I think, but baseball obviously has in mind that they want to make sure that they're not uh, shooting any of the bullets so they don't have to. Yeah. Um, another thing is this. The uh, the team that chooses, the teams that value and have a lot of money spent on high, high leverage bullpen arms, the Braves have gone this route in the last 12 months. They, they were awful in the bullpen to start last year, and then they spent a, a lot of money. They got Shane Green, Melanson, uh, the guy that came over from the Giants, I forget his name now. Uh, they have big-time arms. If we're worried about pace of play, in that 10th inning, I could see one pitcher coming. Like you're gonna, Are you still going to enforce that three-batter minimum? When a man's on second, I'm going out there to pitch. I have nothing to do with that man on second. Yeah. Base. I'm not, I, I, I didn't put him there. Uh, and now I'm still forced to face three. Uh, that, that's troublesome to me. That's really troublesome to me. Now with the DH, you'll have extra, uh, pinch runners and stuff I had to play with. But, you know, that's a thing. Uh, also, if, if, uh, you know, you're worried for some reason about stats or fantasy purposes or contract incentive purposes, Certainly, that run won't be charged to the pitcher. It cannot be an earned run. Uh, it can't be charged to the guy before yeah, because he be wasn't before either. Because he, he didn't put him there. So what it'll be, and this is confirmed, what it'll be is a team unearned run against a team unearned run. Right. That's confirmed for fantasy purposes. No, no that's a stat. That, that really? will be the, that, it'll, it'll, no. It'll just be an unearned run. So a team at the end of the year will have given up more unearned runs probably than yeah. the number of unearned runs each pitcher has given up. Was there a way to get a team unearned run before this happened? Was that is that a new stat? It won't be it's not so it's not a new stat, it'll just be unearned run. That's an old okay. stat, but okay. it, but it won't be like usually if a team gives up a hundred unearned runs, you go through the, all the pitchers that pitch for them and it will add up to one hundred unearned yeah. runs. Yeah. Right? So it'll be like that. I think it'll be like rushing guards in the NFL where, you know, uh, a, Todd Gurley could rush for 100 yards, but the Falcons only had 78 total rushing yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Sack. That makes sense. So, so it'll, it'll be similar to that. Uh, but uh, tons of rule changes. I, I wanted to ask you this, Spencer, Braves specific. Are you still good with the Braves winning a world title this year? Yeah. We talked about this last time. <laughs> you, you said on our podcast last time we spoke, that you still think this is it's a legitimate title this year, right? So we can't just take it away just because it's the fucking Braves. No, and no, they, and they lose everything. Well, it's it's different, right? Like it is, it, but if the Yankees win it, yeah, that's different than if the Braves win it. That's not fair. I know it's not fair, but you've done, you've done it to yourself by losing eleven straight no, playoffs. No, if we win it, we're taking it to the bank. And if the Braves win it, there will be. Much more backlash than if a team like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, 
the Yankees, a, a blue blood Phillies. And I'm not saying that because the Braves are would be uh, uh, an illegitimate champ because they're not worthy of it. The Braves won. It's just a street buster. It it is. Yeah, it's like if you know if Cleveland wins this year, the Indians haven't won a long, long time. It's like if you haven't been on a date in probably a year, you're starting to get in your head about it, you know. And then you bring her, the first girl you bring around your buddies is a prostitute. Not hot. Or a prostitute. Yeah. Like she has to. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And so it's like you can hey. you can make it what it is, but. Still hit, though. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one. it still goes on the back of the card. Still hit, though. It still goes on the stats. Uh, it's still on your baseball reference. It's still on your Tinder profile. It's still there. Still there. Still counts. Those pictures are on Facebook. Tinder profiles. Uh, how am I going to segue this? Give me a second, guys. Tinder profiles. Sex. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oof. Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's a pro segue. Big Ben Roethlisberger, ladies and gentlemen, uh, has somehow found a way to... No, I'm not going to say that. Ben Roethlisberger did something this last week. He spoke uh, at the Man Up Pittsburgh conference, which is um, basically a, a Christian organization for men. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of I know a lot of athletes and, and celebrities, Christians that, that have spoken as thing. He yeah, we got that at my church. Right. So he was speaking virtually through it, and he revealed something that, like, I guess he wasn't aware that would be pretty big news. I mean, that would be revealed. He was a former. An addict to alcohol and porn. I understand addiction to mean you never use the word former. First off, that's what I've always right. I'm not uh, a professional in the field, but I I knew that sounded weird when I heard. I've never heard of someone say I'm a former alcoholic. I'm a former. So now I can drink and it's no big deal. (laughs) Right. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) I don't think he's saying that, but he used the word former, which automatically meant. Like, this is different. This is weird. Uh, which, it's weird. It's uh, porn addiction. That's fucking weird. Uh, also, why do you come out about the porn addiction, dude? I don't get it. Why now? All this stuff, like... Well, who are you helping? Was he... Yeah, was he... Was he news dumping? Like, all this shit's going on. I gotta get this porn addiction thing off my chest. Maybe now. Maybe I do it now. It slips in under the rug. Well, do you think he's trying to help someone with this? Do you think that? Ben I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess about that because he has said that he's gone. Like it's know, important to found. know, though. I guess it's important to know, but the only thing you could ever do is ask him and take him for his word. You won't be able to ever prove it. Yeah. The thing is, though, and you can't really talk too long about this or Big Ben in general without just getting to what, what if you're listening to this right now, what you're probably thinking and what we all think when we hear this guy's name. R word. The the rape stuff is noticeably so he's you know essentially repenting to the public for things that he didn't have to admit to. He didn't have to tell anyone that he was addicted to porn or addicted. Addicted to porn is funny. That's funny. It is hilarious. addicted to alcohol. Not funny. But he didn't have to do that if he didn't want to. No one made him. Um, no one's making you talk about what happened with the rape thing. But if you're going to do that. That's the time, bro, to, to I set something this, straight. And I, I don't know legally what he's allowed to do, but I know that all of those things have been settled. So I can imagine that he's allowed. I will say this, dude. Ever since the Me Too movement, 
I tend to side with the women. I tend to, and that's an important word, because the 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 court of public opinion immediately sides with the women automatically. I I I will not do that because it's not fair. It's not fair in perpetuity to everyone else. It's, it sets a bad precedent. Like, but is everyone it, who has ever been accused of rape now is a rapist now. I don't like that. But is it your job to, to make sure that it stays fair? No. I, all I can ever do, all I control is my opinion of a person. So, if, you know what I mean? I would and say I'm, it's I'm the real, right course of action to assume the man is guilty and the woman is right. I would say that's the, I don't think that's, that's the way. I, it's fair that you think that, but I'm saying yeah. I do think that's the right way to do it. Then you go about, like not legally in yeah. the court, don't do that. I'm talking about, uh, I'm going to believe a woman until I get something where it's not true. Yeah. It's, uh, in my eyes, it's similar to the NASCAR thing with Bubba Wallace and the news. Obviously, you and guys we will get to that. are filled in on that. I mean, we can go right into it but, now. I'm but, done with well, the, Big Ben. The, but. <laughs> the thing is with Big Ben, and what I was getting to is... Does this make him look way more guilty whenever you come out and say, I was addicted to alcohol and porn? Does that make you look way more guilty in the rapes? No, because I think like, years ago? it's like, uh, it, it's, that lines up perfectly with the timeline. No, of it's the like saying, the- uh, I'm addicted to, to cigarettes, but, you know, but then, or no, you say, I'm addicted, you're accused of smoking cigarettes, and then 10 years later, or you settle on the sick thing, you don't smoke cigs, and then 10 years later you say you had a jewel addiction. Well, you know, either you did the real thing, you're into the real thing, or that's you're, what I'm saying. you're into the That's mock. exactly what I'm so saying. Dude. I think if you had a porn addiction, maybe that tells you, no way you're into it because that's not his style. He doesn't want the real thing. <laughs> Right? He doesn't want the real so think, thing. What I think he's dancing around here is he likes he the a sex addict. He likes the cinematography of it all. Oh, whatever. Yeah, he's a cinephile. The storyline. Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, I heard there's a problem with your drain. I'm a plumber. And then it's just he's, Big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> he's, he's fucking reviewing on Rotten Tomatoes, like, uh, you know, stepbrother porn, you know, stepbrother six. An American story told in the style of. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben Roethlisberger gives it three and a half stars. I'll give this one a 78. Uh, I thought it was contrived, but ultimately entertaining. Starts Friday. <laughs> uh, he found his way to the news. I, I think that yeah, that alone is good impressive. For him. Um, the NASCAR thing we got to so get fast, to. Uh, for me, for someone to, you know, like I pay attention to sports media and sports journalism and kind of you do the in, ins and outs of that. I know many of you don't, as so I'll be quick on this. Can confirm. ESPN personality uh, and talk show, radio talk show host Will Kane last week had himself quite a week. It was his last week at ESPN. Uh, I think he's going to Fox Sports. I don't want to like say what he's doing because uh, I'm not, I don't know the particulars, but he, he was he was leaving ESPN and he knew that. And when the NASCAR stuff came out, Will Kane is you know, pretty widely acknowledged as right-wing conservative counter voice yeah. uh, on ESPN. Um, and, and, thing- and also, importantly, highly intelligent. Uh, it, it, it's notable because a lot of times when you see these pundits, yeah. they're not like well-spoken or they, they very much pander. And I don't, I don't think Will Smith, or excuse me, Will Smith, Will Kane is, is a panderer by any means. I think he believes every word that he says. And he's and he's very capable of backing it up. 
Yeah. But Monty Jones is also very capable of backing up his points. The way to think about it is, and I think Bomani is probably a little more just known. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Will Kane's not some small time personality, by the way. No. Uh, Bomani Jones and Will Kane are, are a good place to start for a lot of issues because if you go to one, you will be presented a good, clear, concise, explanation of one point of view of one side and they will give you the re- and then you go to the other one and you'll get the other argument more often than not on most issues sure this week will kane and bomani jones were one of bomani jones was one of many personalities espn and otherwise to go on will kane show uh, bear in mind it's his last week he knows it he's already got a job lined up so he's going to go no holds barred and they get after it uh, about mostly NASCAR and race issues, uh, in America. And Will Kane basically said all of the things that I, I do believe a lot of people want to say and believe. It's the silent, you know, it's the elephant. There, there's some elephants in the room that people don't want to talk about. A lot of white people believe in, and, and in media. A lot of white people believe that that now the the pendulum has shifted too quickly, too radically, into canceling everything in their mother, cancel every white guy that ever said something racist or ever tweeted something racist, and it's gone too far. And for Will Kane, like Dave Chappelle said, you the have a noose, back in '94. Yeah, the original lack of a noose. Uh, in Bubba Wallace's garage as found by the FBI, that for Will Kane was the Kindles to start the flame, which became a bomb. And Will Kane's general point was this. We've gone too far. We were too quick to assume that, in fact, what the NASCAR officials told us, there was a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. We were too quick to believe that. I'll say this. It's not the public's job to decide that right off the rip, Right. The media messed this up. They dropped the ball. And that's what Will Kane... Me me and you, you agree with me. The second you heard this story, you were like, something right. No. Really? When you heard that news story, you didn't say something's not right about this. Somebody dropped a noose into the You you found that hard to believe? Yes. Very much. I did it. But maybe that's what Will Kane's saying is that, why didn't you find that hard to believe? Yeah. One, I believed it, but I found it hard to believe. Like, I was like, so I did it. But the media's job is to the media's job is to not find anything easy to believe. It's yeah. your job to believe very little, if anything, uh, until you can prove it. And if you can't prove it one way or the other, then that's what you write or that's what you say. You say everything you know, and then you say the things that you don't know. And then you leave it for the reader, the listener, or the or the watcher to decide on their own. That's what it should be. That's Will Kane's overall argument. But Monty Jones argues, and several other people, that you don't have to be, you don't have to shoot 100% on these issues. They got the news thing wrong originally. There was no news. It was part of the garage. Okay. But Monty Jones is wondering, are we going to have the same standard for cops in this country, are we going to make them shoot 100%? Because when we see the George Floyd thing, what do we say? It's only one. They're not all like that. It, it's it's it, That was a bad cop. We all agree on that. They're not all like that. We don't make them shoot 100%. And so that's what I have struggled with, struggled with 
And I think this whole Bubba Wallace NASCAR thing points to the most important thing. And I don't think it's ever staying to say of our time is that are we going to be able to ever find truth anymore in anything? Are, is anyone interested in finding middle grounds? I don't think anyone. I don't is. think anyone is. No one and is. It's sad. And you it's become sort of uh, you become sort of old and boring and non-committal if you start trying to find middle grounds. It's like the whole coronavirus thing. Either you are well, because pissed that people aren't wearing masks. Because it's exhausting, dude. It's it's fucking. It's hard work it's to find the truth. Exhausting. It's hard work to find the right it's, thing it's and find the middle and find these issues. It's hard work, and no one wants a part of it. Or they'll be led, as Bomani Ain't Jones nobody says. Nobody wants to watch it. That's the other thing. It, you know, it, like Facebook has done this to us. Facebook, Fox News, CNN—they've done this to us. Where we've got these echo chambers. Where if you want to go and hear somebody say your opinion and you have a simple opinion, you can go and find it immediately on any subject. And someone will be saying, if, if you're the layman, you can turn on Fox News if you're a Republican and they will say something that you believe right off the rip. They'll say your trigger words. Right. We're, we're conditioned to that now. So you can't have a discussion with anyone about anything and find the truth. Because they, they, they can turn around. They don't need to listen to you. They can turn around and, uh, you know, CNN is one. They got, they got their jam. Like, yeah. No, no one's interested in finding the truth. It's, well, it's frankly I mean, disheartening. Some, I, I did, some people are, and I, and I literally practice it every day. Like I tried to do that every day. We do. And we sport, were, and because I'm, I was trained that way with sports. We also have parents that, wanted us to seek the truth we were raised a certain way i think you were both of us were raised in the south conservative families right but 100 both of us were raised to think for ourselves yeah in, in one way or another we were we were allowed to we were allowed to yeah and, and encouraged to and we weren't shot down whenever whenever i you know had words with my parents and disagreements they well, didn't questions they didn't just send me to my room yeah you know yeah. what i mean and yeah that, that's why me and you can have these discussions, but it's and that's sort of what we do now is we send people to their room if we don't like what it is. And, and then, you know, to continue kind of the metaphor, when you send them to your room, it's still the, the person that believes what they believe has now surrounded themselves with other people that believe only what they believe. The person up in the room has now surrounded himself with people that only believe yeah. what he believes and nothing has benefited. For, for, you know, any talk about leaving this world better for our children and all that kind of stuff, that is what needs to happen. And again, it's not really sports related, but it was at the forefront of sports media this week. Um, and it, it, Golik and Wingo, a pretty popular show on ESPN, the morning show that took over for Mike and Mike in the morning, also a really popular show at the time. That show was taken off the air, not because of anything to do with this. But you heard nothing about it because of the Will Kane Bomani Jones thing at ESPN. I mean, think about that for a minute. Gold can we go off the air? A lot of people don't know about it. So that was a big issue to me. I think that's something that if you're interested in just that, for rating, they they weren't getting the ratings. Is that, is that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I th they made a clear change. And look, I think it's Keyshawn Johnson that's coming in uh, oh. now. And note the times. I mean, yeah, that is this. So it's it's. That's disheartening as well. That's that's tough. But Keyshawn Johnson may be worthy. It's a random pick for me. Uh, yeah, I would prefer to see someone like like Ryan Clark. I've heard Keyshawn Johnson talk 
a gazillion times. I don't. I don't think he's. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I mean I'm listen. Wrong. I'll go to Keyshawn for football. Yeah, but this isn't a football only show. This is a you, you're speaking to actors sometimes, politicians, obviously a bunch of athletes from sports that aren't just football. It's a lot. Keyshawn Johnson was an interesting choice. Um, again, I like Ryan Clark on ESPN. Um, he does a good job. Jalen Rose as well. Um, guys like that. So, uh, Spinny, I, I, we don't have much else. I wanted to just touch on this quickly. High school sports in Georgia had a radical rule change this week. I don't know. Talking about the shot clock? Yeah, we don't need to really give takes, but I think a lot of people listening to this played high school basketball in Georgia or played high school sports, uh, in Georgia or played high school basketball anywhere. Yeah. Uh, shot clock in Georgia was passed last week for, uh, girls and boys varsity basketball games. They'll implement it in a three-tier plan, which is really smart, I think. 2021 or 2020 will be uh, showcase tournaments, holiday tournaments, and uh, basically non-region games. Uh, 2021 will be for regions that choose to use it and for uh, holiday games and showcase games. 2022, there will be a mandatory shot clock in every gym in the state of Georgia, uh, 30 wow. seconds. And uh, Tom Crean, the head coach for University of Georgia, uh, men's hoops, former head coach at Indiana, uh, pretty well-respected guy in the basketball community. Uh, not well-respected right now in Athens, given that he won three games in the SEC last year. Uh, with Tom with, Crean spoke. With the, the number one, presumptive number one pick. Currently. Right, right. Rough, dude. So Tom Crean, who clearly had his hands full at Georgia, took the time to go to the this conference. And went to, you know before the vote is held on all these different things, uh, once every other month at the GHSA, anyone's allowed to take the floor and speak. Uh, parents sometimes, sometimes if it's a health thing, trainers come. You know, sometimes it's just a player, a coach, or yeah. you know, sometimes nobody speaks. Tom Crean thought it was so important that he came and spoke before. And from what I've heard from the people that were there voting, that speech made an impact. The vote passed 53 to 10. Jeez. Uh, that doesn't, for anyone that knows how GHSA works, that's pretty fucking rare. But the thing is about basketball, and it's, it's just so counter to baseball, basketball is extremely progressive with its rules, especially on the high school. I, in my mind, it always has been. If, if something gets proposed, there's no old heads being like, well, back in my day, I mean, maybe there's a few, but it's not about the sanctity of the game that the old heads protect. It's yeah. about the mind. Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's what's interesting. These shot clocks are really expensive. You're going to implement this rule at the same time that you're telling these schools they will bring in no rev revenue this year with fans coming in at games. It's not, uh, you know, Neyland Stadium. It's not a hundred thousand people, but Spencer, you played at Calvary. Yeah. You saw what it looked like on Friday nights. You saw what it looked like, uh, you know, on Tuesdays and Fridays. It's not a small amount of in money. In the gym. Yeah. Uh, that's a notable amount of money. That's it at is. least a couple employees. I would think yeah. worth of money. Now it's not the shot clocks aren't hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they are thousands of dollars. Now you got to pay an extra person to to run that clock every game, every night. You know, 40, and that's their only job. Forty times a year. Now refereeing in Georgia, which has always been criticized as being inconsistent from from county to county. You know, basketball in Savannah is played and refereed drastically different than basketball in Macon, which is played drastically different than basketball in Atlanta. That's always been the thing. Not better or worse. It's called and played as a different brand. What I hate about this, though, is that we're talking about the logistics 
the first thing we jump to is the logistics. We don't even get into the strategy. Of it. Well, the strategy of it is is universal. Everyone thinks it's good for the basketball. It, it is, but does That's it change? Fine. I've seen I've seen is it good a lot of high school basketball in the past couple of years. I don't think it changes as far as Savannah games go. It's not changing shit. It's still going to be up and down. Goes. No, no, no yeah. yeah. But what it's going to do is it's going to make the team that's an A minus team, maybe the best team in the region. And one out of every eight times that C plus team, the fourth or fifth best the team athletic one will, would win. Yeah. Now what it's going to do is when you only have 30 seconds until the, the possession is, is altered, uh, there's going to be a lot more possessions and you're going to have to, if you're a team that's not as good as the team you're playing, you don't have, you can't win unless you play better. Yeah. Right. You, you can't run and hide. You can't go into the four corners. You can't shorten the game. Yeah. You can't do any of that. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to see some crazy shots. We're going to see some crazy highlights. Right. And so I guess we'll close out here. It's good for every single high school player that has hopes of playing at the next level. It's only good for your development. Um, but I do think it will lead to, at first, a worse brand of high school it's basketball. Gonna be, it's going to be a circus. You got the refs, they're going to have to adapt. Yeah. There will be a lot to do with it. But I do think. That, and it's not often we talk about high school sports in this podcast. That is something that w- was notable enough, uh, I, I believe. Um, Absolutely. Any, anything else for you, Spencer? Yeah, let me leave you with this. Do uh, you think there's any chance Ben Roethlisberger isn't a Republican? No. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just, that's, that's all I'm saying. All right. And until next time, thank you guys for listening uh, on Twitter at Podcast Grits. You can email us questions, concerns, comments, burns, and rips to uh hgpod at gmail.com um thank you guys for listening make sure you share rate subscribe Uh, until next time stay safe and wash your hands you filthy animals peace